Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. What's up? And Control Freak. Did you have a stroke during that? A little bit. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> and Twilight's here, too. Yes. Send Reluctantly. help. Send help. <laughs> no. You are part of the show now. This is just how it is. Yes, like I said, time to help. So what's everybody been playing this week? Uh, Light, let's start with you this week. Uh, I've been playing Resident Evil 7. How are you finding that? It's really stupid. Okay. You'll care to elaborate? Yeah, I, I played the demo and I played the beginning and I thought... Like, like this was a long time ago. I got to try them out whenever it was, you know, new. Yeah. And I, I thought that it was, you know, going to be pretty spooktacular. I've been playing it, and it's that, it's that Resident Evil logic. Like, the stupid puzzles in the old games. Yeah. I mean, they, they... I never... Good. I was going to say, I specifically like the ones where you have to find the weird-shaped object, put it in front of a projector to burn a hole in the wall. Yeah. Somehow it burns the painting itself. Yeah. In color. I'm not sure how that works, but... Yeah, and it's like... It's dumb shit like that. Like, I got stuck for a long time before I realized that I just, like... I opened a series of doors the wrong way. And... Was this still while you were in the house? Yeah. Or... Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm currently... I, I already dealt with Jack and Marguerite. I'm dealing with Lucas right now. Oh, so you're pretty far. Am I? I breezed through it. I I just think it's really stupid. And it's disappointing me how dumb. Well, like, I was really excited for this game. Well, I'm going to be honest. Jack, the section where you're up against Jack is the best part of the game. See, the, you talking about the chainsaw fight? I'm just talking about, like, that section of the game in general because that's the one that feels the most like you are in a, an uncontrollable horror situation. I didn't get that feeling when actually playing through it this time. No? No. I mean, you can technically and... get lucky with it, and he'll never show up. Like, you avoid him the first time, and he basically just disappears. Uh... I kind of had that, except he did show up once later, but it's all... I mean, he's supposed to. But avoiding him was easy. I mean, it's just... I don't mind I don't mind the challenge level or anything like that with the combat encounters and all that. Um, I don't mind that I never have inventory space or all that. Like, that's all standard stuff, but there's just something about it that the whole time I've been playing through it... <clears throat> I'm nowhere near as excited as everybody was way back when it dropped and they all played it. And I remember I remember one of the things that I read a long time ago was a tweet of somebody just being like, Chainsaw versus Chainsaw Fight needs to be in every game from now on. But when I got to the Chainsaw Fight, I was just, the whole time I was playing it, I was going, I hate every moment of this. This is stupid. You know, I, I think my least favorite part of Resident Evil 7 was the fact that they threw in the putties for you to fight. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's like somebody went and it's like, oh, this is a Resident Evil game. We need to have some form of zombies. Okay, yeah. well, why don't we just have zombies? No, no, no. We're going to throw in the putties. But, like, the putties from Suicide Squad, not, like, the actual putties. Yeah, yeah. Moss, I, I like yeah. their design, and I I kind of like them just because they break up the monotony of, my God, Ethan, you are the slowest walker in the world, and your run's garbage. He's also, for a game, for he a also game might be the... Good, good. I was going to say, he also might be the biggest idiot in the Resident Evil franchise. Oh, tell me about it. You just watched a videotape of a dude dying in this room. Don't, don't do the same things. So, uh, 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 oh, God. Like, you know that cake's gonna explode, bruh. Back up. You dense motherfucker. And... Of course, it has to be the classic horror movie plot of, well, my 
my presumed dead girlfriend sent me a letter after three years. I have to go find her. You know, so like you get your arm chopped off and then your leg chopped off. And then you get a phone call from Zoe. You got your leg chopped off? Yeah, if uh, if Jack catches you in the first chase, he chops your leg off. That's how they oh. teach you how to uh, use the health shit. The goop juice? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and you reattach him and whatnot. And uh, he just kind of rolls with that. Like, you get a call from Zoe, and she's like, yeah, crazy shit's going down. He's like, oh, I guess that explains that. I'm going to listen to everything you tell me. I'm never going to question you. Yeah, no, he is 100% the idiot from every horror movie. And, like, for a game where you're constantly backtracking and looping around and, you know, unlocking new areas and stuff, he's just so slow. I quit crouching, and then I found out that, like, for most of the enemies, if you just close the door, then you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, uh, the shit monsters are not. I mean, that's Resident Evil in general. True. Except for most recent where they specifically called out that the mechanic of the bot, the enemy can open doors now is like shocking. They discovered the technology of a door handle. They've bested the signs aliens at least. Yeah, true. Defeated by a covered. The the PS1 games it was acceptable and I don't know, Resident Evil 4 I really enjoyed and the two remakes seemed really great. And the three remakes Resident Evil 4 then. Because those guys at least still had their faculties. Yeah. True. And yet somehow I found it more acceptable. No, they could open doors. Could they? Yeah. Hmm. Mind you, they generally like to climb in through windows, but they they could open the doors. But yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. I'm just very, I'm kind of bored. I'm just breezing through it, which is not something I can usually do on a horror game. I'm a very very scaredy cat kind of person. Like huh. media itself doesn't actually scare me so much as I usually my own anxiety hypes me up enough to get terrified and stuff where I got to like pause movies and stuff like that. And no dude, this game, I just been running through like it's nothing. I feel like if you were playing in VR, you'd be, it'd be different for you. Cause the game is definitely partially built to be played in VR. It seems, but I don't know. I haven't touched resident evil seven in a long time. So I got the achievement for beating the game in under three hours, and I got the achievement for beating the game by opening your inventory only three times. I'm done with it. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The the three times one is almost aggravating, but it's literally just a case of beat the game once, get the special gun, only use the special gun, never pick up anything for anything else unless it is involved in the story. That's another thing, man. I racked up these antique coins and I bought a 44 Magnum and it has four bullets and it's had four bullets since uh, I got it. That's it. I've only found one thing of bullet ammo for it. Yep. What's the special gun you get? Uh, it's the Wesker. Oh. It's it's literally like an anti-infected gun. So it, it deals us stupid amount of damage and it's really handy and it uses nine mil so you never pick up the shotgun you pick up the flamethrower only because you have to burn open that one doorway yeah Yeah. and then go figure throughout the course of the story you have to access your inventory three times like the inventory boxes so you can access your native inventory, your like what you're carrying. You can access that, but the I, oh, like, boxes you like can only open room. three times. Oh, the so safe like room the sh- shell boxes. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be very specific about what you pick up. So, mm-hmm. but you have to think about that. At one point in the game, you open it automatically. Like you just at the start of the game, it one of the points is opening it to access it. And then with Lucas, you have to dump all your items into it at one point. And then you have to get the right ones back. Exactly. Huh. 
Yep. And so it's like one of the things that trips up a lot of players when they try to do that is the crank. Mm. You have to, because you deposit it, because you can't have any inventories when you go to Lucas's portion. And then you get out of it and you're like, okay, well, I don't need the crank, so I'm just going to grab a gun, some ammo, and some green herbs. Except shortly after that, you need the crank to lower down a bridge. Mm. So if you didn't grab the crank, then you just screwed that achievement. Yeah. Well, you've now put out the fire that made me want to go back and play Resident Evil 7. (laughs) I mean, I enjoyed the game itself, but I I wish that they wouldn't have given you as much ammo. Because I liked that, like, the first quarter to a half of the game, it felt very horror. It felt like a horror game. And then you get to the point where it's like, cool, I've got a shotgun a flamethrower, and a bitchin' pistol. Bring it on, bitches! I wish I could use my cool magnum, and also, I've already picked up grenades for the grenade launcher, but I don't have the grenade launcher. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. That actually happened to me when I was playing Resident Evil 3. I picked up, like, grenade launcher, like, three different types of grenade launcher rounds, and I didn't get the grenade launcher for, like, another hour. He probably yeah. forgot it on the first run through of that area. I uh, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I have to go back and play that fucking game too. But yeah, if if they had taken out some of the weapons, like you never pick up a shotgun and you don't get a grenade launcher, like the flamethrower makes sense, but it should have been like a temporary thing. Like you basically yeah. jury rigged their fucking barbecue to open a doorway. That would have worked. But getting handed all those fucking beefy items you know what? Load me up with healing herbs so I have to heal myself to get through some segments, but lower down the amount of ammo I get. And, you know, specifically details like you don't fight these things. You need to get around them. You need to outthink yeah. the game. Like, I'd have been 100% down for that instead of here's a bunch of ammo. Shoot things in the head. For me, for me, uh, Maybe stop giving me ammo and give me more chem fluid. I have so much gunpowder and green herbs. Yeah. Just I have them. I have them in that safe room storage because I can't carry them the whole time. Yep. I just have nothing to fucking blend them with. Right. I mean. Um. And then. Uh. uh you know I forget it. Whatever. Fuck it. But I don't get that's it. what. That's one of the things that the Resident Evil 2 and 3 makes did really well was you had to, like, think your way around some of those enemies. Yeah. Yeah. As I found out because I ended up in a boss fight with no fucking ammo. (laughs) So by the time time you first do, uh, it's through a videotape, but the first time that you do the escape room for Lucas, uh, my thing with that, I actually think that that was pretty good pretty ingenious and pretty fun but i've already done so much of their bullshit puzzles that are just so esoteric and make no sense and are stupid that i couldn't appreciate it Hmm. but i think it's one of their best built puzzles is his little escape room if if we had more of the horror moments more of the hide and seek and more puzzles that were like the escape room i think i'd be a little happy yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Resident Evil Seven is still a good game, but I I understand your your qualms with it. I I liked Seven more than I liked most of the other Resident Evil games. Yeah, definitely more than Five and Six. Holy shit! What you didn't like Chris Redfield and his boulder biceps? Uh, I didn't make it that far in Five. <laughs> I I got fed up with Five real quick. <laughs> And then six, I didn't even make it past, like, Leon's campaign, so. What, you didn't like that Leon totally forgot what a zombie is? I am on record. Mr. President, don't make me do this. I am on record on this show. (laughs) I'm on record on this show as saying that that is the dumbest moment in gaming. So, yes, (laughs) I hated that part. Oh, man. But, like, you got anything else for what have you been playing? No, that's that's basically it so far. All right, control, you're up. Uh, well, 
Overall, I haven't really played too much new outside of a game that came out like a year ago. Uh, started playing Remnant from the Ashes, oh, yeah. finally. Cool. Uh, it's a fun game. It's, it. I mean, it's a statement that has been said plenty of times before, and there are other games that did it before it, but Dark Souls-esque. Uh, it's, it's Dark Souls fuck Gears of War. Dark Souls with guns. Yeah, I wouldn't even say Dark Souls mixed with Gears of War because you don't really you don't latch on to waist high walls. Just okay, Dark fair Souls enough. with guns. Yeah, it's Dark it's Dark Souls with guns because you still have the same type of dodge mechanic. You still get those iframes, and it's you know it's all about timing when you do your action so you don't get blasted by this overpowered boss where one swipe of its you know pinky finger takes out a quarter of your health. Um. I ended up always Shane, <laughs> but no, I ended up uh, I ended up beating that with Vex. So we got to the final boss and we beat it. Um, I will say the game is fun. I wish there was more content to it because there's only like the four realms, and then you can do the uh, the adventure mode and the, the survival mode is actually pretty good. I will give it that. Survivor was pretty good, um, but the ending felt anticlimactic. Like, you got to it, you beat the boss, and then it was done. There was no real post-game stuff. Huh. So that kind of that kind of was a letdown. But the core of the game was enjoyable. The gameplay is good. I like, like, the, the different guns you can get are fun. Although I ended up having a pair of guns that I got early on, and it was like, all right, I'm just going to use this forever. Uh, but I started playing some of the harder difficulty points and when you get like when you play because I played it on normal so I went to hard to see what it was like and I did that before I had geared up got my shit wrecked I was like oh god uh, so I've got my items leveled up now which is another thing your items can go up to 20 for standard items and 10 for boss items that's the max for normal, hard, apocalypse, so on. The max level is ten, is 20 or 10. And mm. so there's a point where your progress is just capped, which I guess for the harder difficulties means you have to be more skillful in your dodging and your use of abilities. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of like... I wouldn't mind if you guys let the items either level up further or make the, you know, somehow set it up so that your level ups were a bit more expensive early on, but it allowed for a longer progression cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the survival was really good. Uh, I wasn't expecting what I ended up jumping into. I thought it was like, Okay, you jump in with your character, you have your traits and some basic items. No, you jump in, you have the default pistol, no traits, no armor. Oh shit. And a thousand scrap to buy your to buy from a set of pillars in the room you start in, your initial equipment. So I did one run, uh, and they had the hunting pistol. So Snagged my hunting pistol. Beautiful broken gun that one shot headshots most things early on, and I jump into it. I, I I think I grabbed like pants and a hat because those were cheaper than buying chest armor, and it gave me more armor overall. And I start going through. And I'm taking out the basic enemies. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And I come across one of the more advanced enemies. Because you have the standard ones, and then there are, like, each world has, I want to say it's three special enemies. They'll have more health, they'll have more armor, and they'll do fancy abilities. And I killed one, and all of a sudden it drops a trait book, ammo, bonus scrap, and some other, uh, some other item. So I picked them up, and the trait book, instead of just giving you a trait point, actually unlocks one of the traits and gives you a level in it. So killing the unique enemies was how you were supposed to get stronger and stronger as you went. 
So now I'm going through and on the corner you see two different bars. One is your level bar and one is the level bar. And one ticks up, one ticks down. If the bar that is ticking down, the timer that ticks down when it reaches zero, everything in the world gets stronger. So now all the enemies are now slightly stronger. So the longer you take, similar to what Risk of Rain does, the longer you take in a region, the stronger the enemies start getting. And it's a permanent thing. So if you get through a zone and you still have time left, that timer resets in the new zone. But if you let it reach tier two, it's permanently at tier two. Right. So I ended up getting to the first boss in the survival and I ended up getting wrecked because I got stuck in a corner and gang mobbed and kicked into the dirt. But I actually liked it. It it was very well done. It's it's straightforward. There's not really any fluff. Like you kill the special enemies and I ended up getting some armor out of it. I got a gun out of it and so on. So they they did a decent job with that. And while I will say the core game had some lacking aspects the uh the survival mode because i think it was i don't know if it was free dlc or not but it was it was well made and it looks like they really spent some time and some thought went into it uh sadly it's not free but it is only 10 bucks so that's not too bad at all no well worth it and you know when we were playing i uh because i i played it as well and I had a couple people popping into my stream to be like, oh, should I pick this up? It, if you're thinking about it, it's well worth your time. Like, it's a fun game. In my opinion. Yeah. Like, if you're interested in it, pick it up. I will say, I don't think it's necessarily 50 bucks worth. No. 40 bucks. Like, 30 to 40 bucks, go for it. Absolutely go for it, especially if you can get the DLC along with. Um, but at full price of 50 bucks for the game and the DLC, yeah, I would wait until that sale. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, that's what I did. I waited for the, the steam sale to pick it up. So yeah. Which, you know, thank God for the steam sale. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, you got anything else? Uh, I re-picked up Titanfall 2, or re-downloaded. I shouldn't say I picked it up, because I know it is on Steam now, but I bought Titanfall 2 originally on PC Origin. through Origin. Um, and then, since I have the Origin Plus thing, I get the Deluxe Edition. doesn't really grant it much else. Uh, I think I get some of the DLC things. Um, played it, and remembered why I love the... Uh, the movement mechanics in it and just the ga the gameplay in general. I like the way the guns work and how they feel. Uh, and I, I was playing the, uh, the four player co-op instead of the PVP, which is, you know, standard. You are defending this point, fight off waves of enemies. It's still fun, yeah. especially with like a, even a half decent group on the normal difficulty. And then you can go to the harder difficulties to try and get some uh, extra challenge out of it. But it's, it's a lot of fun and still very enjoyable. Makes me glad that I had picked it up originally. I just, I am sad that it didn't do as hot as it could have, because every time Titanfall has come out, be it the original Titanfall or Titanfall two, came out alongside some other AAA title for shooters and just never got the uh, recognition that it could have. Yeah. I mean, that that's... The first one, while fun, also had the uh, issue of the main story was, you know, just the multiplayer. Yeah. Which, it didn't work when Brink did it. Why the hell would they think it would work for Titanfall? Yeah, yeah, that made that that was a big mistake on their part, and they fixed that with Titanfall Two, giving it a legitimate like. Here is a solid story mode with a solid character and a solid partner. I'm sorry the the fact that the year that came out, the best 
co-op partner, in my opinion, for any game that had come out that year, was the AI companion from your Titan in Titanfall 2. I I don't think that many people would debate you on that. Best line ever? Honestly. Trust me. And you get yeeted a couple football fields away. Yeet the pilot. Yep, yeet the pilot. Um... Yeah, so I played Titanfall 2, and then uh, a game that Grim got you and me into, Sedge, uh, Distrust. Yeah, that was an interesting one. I actually feel like it's a misleading title. It is. Well, yeah, because when he sent it to me, right? You were thinking one of us is the bad guy and the other two are good. Yeah, like I thought it was going to be like a a Dead by Daylight style thing, but with like the thing. Yeah. Because it's set in the Arctic Research Station. But no, it's just co-op isometric survival game. Yep. Yeah, so that that kind of threw me for a loop when I was playing that. I was like, so where's, like, because I played a single player one, and I'm like, well, who's the bad guy? What's the bad guy? And then it turns out, oh, no, it's the environment and the aliens that will inevitably show up. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. But, I mean... Mind you, I only played the one run because I was doing something. Yeah. But, man, that game really, like, makes you think about what you're doing. Because if you do something wrong, you're going to have a bad time. Why did the guy with the keys run to the other side of the base away from the other two people who need to get inside to not die? Why did he do that, Sedge? Why? I cannot confirm nor deny, but somebody told him there was hot chocolate in the north. Uh, but yeah, no, the mechanics for that game are super cool, because, like, resting actually brings on the aliens. Yep, but if you don't sleep, you end up going crazy. I think and bringing on the started, aliens. You ended up, like, reciting Shakespeare. I gained yep. colorblindness, and then I started laughing like a lunatic. <laughs> well, and, and that's the crazy thing. Like, you get all these admittedly hilarious side effects from not sleeping or not eating. Brain damage. Yeah. But didn't you have one that made everything go all fuzzy? Oh, yeah. It was uh, hyper, uh, hyperopia, where anything near me I couldn't see, but I could see anything away from me just fine but I couldn't pull up my mini-map anymore. Yeah. So I became farsighted. Basically. Uh, we gotta play that again, because that was, that was a good one. Yeah. And oh, yeah. what was it, like a buck? I think on the so. sale? It's, so. I think it was. Let's, let's see if it's still... It's still on sale. It's $1.43. Yeah, so if you got a buck 43 to spend before the Steam sale ends, check out Distrust if you got a couple buddies who you... Well, you want to decide who your friend's circle needs to be and who can be purged. This is a decent game for that. Who can I trust I to work in a team? Not I Sedge. Like, I feel Not like I would purge Sedge. both of you. <laughs> I feel like I would purge both of you. Just out Wait, of pure distrust. You Midnight would just regardless. Lo- Midnight would just lock a door in that game until our character starved or froze to death. Probably. Can't trust either yeah. of you. Except that yeah, this is a game that you're not distrusting us, you're just distrusting the environment. Yeah. I'd still find a way to not trust you guys. I mean, you two were in a game where you were supposed to work together, and the first thing Control did was kill Sedge. Which game was that? What, are you talking about Remnant, where oh, I yeah. want to show yeah. the difference in power? <laughs> yeah. The first thing he did was shoot Sedge in the head. And that yeah, was the game where they're supposed to be allies. To be fair, that was to teach him that there was friendly fire. Yeah. He couldn't what have just said, oh, this the other game time? has friendly fire. Check your shots. No, I had, yeah. to, I had to properly show you exactly what happens with friendly fire. Yeah, and then he accidentally grazed you with a bullet. So you ran him down with a shotgun to pin him between your shotgun and the enemies that were coming. That did also happen. Uh, and why are you complaining about this? You were cheering it on. 
not so much cheering as I was having a bad day, but it did give me a few laughs. That's all that matters. In Reveling the in the torment. <laughs> I'm just pointing out that that's the reason I wouldn't trust either of you in a game, even when the enemy is supposed to be the environment, not the other You player. barely trust us in Sea of Thieves, and that one you doesn't even have friendly fire. I definitely trust you guys in Sea of Thieves. You guys that don't trust me. I wonder why. Yeah, I so wonder what would too. happen if So what would happen if I take this explosive barrel and blew it up? How do I blow up this explosive barrel? Hey guys, how do I blow up this explosive barrel that I have put inside the ship? I'm going to be honest. Our running jokes are really lame. <laughs> our running jokes have no basis. That's the only time I blew up a, a barrel on ship was when you guys locked me in the brig. Because you threatened to blow up a barrel on the ship and we didn't think you'd still have your pistol in the brig? I didn't have a pistol. I just swept, swung and my, yeah. my sword. Either that way, you still did that. I didn't do it until after you locked me up. Control, do you have anything else? Uh, nah, nah, those are the main things I've been doing. Alright, Twy, you got anything for us this week for what have you been playing? Not really, had a breakdown on Monday and haven't had much adrenaline to play a game since, except for our little Minecraft. Fair enough. Uh... Well, I don't have much to add either, because all I've been playing is Remnant and American Truck Simulator. <laughs> I'm a trucker. Basically. Very relaxing. It's a, That's one of those games that I consider a good podcast game. Just like sit there and talk? Well, no, you just sit there, you throw on a playlist of podcasts, and just kind of veg out for six hours. Mm. While monotonously driving along what may or may not be a minimized representation of California's Route 1. See, I think <laughs> one of my problems is that I treat basically every game as a podcast game. Like, I basically play all my games on mute while a podcast plays. Fair. I mean, I play so many shooters, though, like, because you need situational awareness in those, which I sometimes don't have. You um, ever have it? Yes. But I play story-based adventures. Yeah, and which is even games. weirder that you play them on mute. <laughs> yeah, and stealth games. Yeah. But, I mean, you can treat any game as a podcast. I'm just saying this is specifically a game that's like... It can't possibly be fun, but it's a good game to relax to. Huh. Like Stardew Valley or Farming Simulator. More Stardew Valley than Farming Simulator. Sound about the same to me. Yeah. But yeah, I, I did. That would be Terraria for me. Yeah, I, I figured that. I did want to stream it though, because I'm pretty, sh um, just because I think it'd be interesting. And also, uh, shout out to Wondersoul. He was streaming it too, which is why I started playing it again. I mean, you kind of couldn't this week because didn't your internet go out when you were trying to stream last of us yeah, yeah i don't want to talk about that on pod though because i i really don't want to bring up last of us until i finish the game because i want to give my collective thoughts on it you can give your thoughts so far as to whether thought... or not he snapped the disc in half i don't think he oh, snapped no. it yet i don't have a disc for it i bought it digitally do you snap the hard drive in half no, that has all the other stuff on it. <laughs> yeah, well, that was an expensive okay, hard drive. Early, okay. yeah. I gotta bring this up because you you mentioned snapping a disc in half, and he's like, "I bought it digitally," and I'm and I was immediately thinking, "Snapped his PlayStation." Um, <laughs> last night I was talking to this guy who delivers uh papers and whatnot. Maybe I shouldn't get that specific. Um, yeah. Anyway, I was talking to this guy that's usually out whenever I'm hanging out at Exxon, and He's like, so my. He's like, so the boy, which is what he called his son, like he's Kratos or something. He's like, so. Boy. He's like, the boy wanted to uh, buy a game on Xbox, and I told him no, and he went and he got it anyway. So I smashed his Xbox. What that, the that'll fuck? Teach him. Yeah, he's like, that'll teach him. You know, you gotta listen whenever I. And I'm like, dude, Didn't you, you bought. Pay yeah. for that? Yeah, exactly. Like, what? What are you teaching him beyond? I can smash my own stuff. 
Like you're the one wasting the money when you eventually buy him a new Xbox, because for that lesson to be learned, he needs the Xbox. (laughs) Oh, some people. Oh my God. Well, that's like those videos you see of like people's crazy, uh, God, I hope exes like destroying their playstations because they weren't spending enough time with them to like oh my god y'all are nuts it the 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 because uh, it is an act of abuse it, it's emotional abuse the abusive parents who smash their kids stuff always bother me like you're not teaching anything other than you can be violent which will teach them to be violent but yeah it's, it's like just... hey when when somebody pisses you off Make sure you make a violent action to show your strength. Welcome to the Gaming Psychology Hour, starring the Gaming Casual podcast. Hmm. Uh, yeah, no, that that's not right. Don't do that. But like, yeah, don't don't smash your stuff. All I was thinking was, why don't you just put a fucking lock on your Xbox Live account? Or just take the Xbox away and lock it in a closet. His problem is that his kid spent money from his card. So, like, one, maybe don't have it set up to where your kid could do that. Yeah, That's don't your kid awesome. have your card? Yeah. And then, two, like, because no matter how it's set up, you can, in all of these things, you can set them up so that, you know, you at least got to yeah, put in a password that or something. the adults are partially to blame? Blasphemy. And, yeah. And then, and then, too, like, all you're doing is you just threw away your own three to $500 that you're going to eventually spend again anyway. Yep. But these people... Sorry to cut into your what you've been playing. I just... No, it, it's made fine. made me think I, of it, and it's, it's been on my mind. Like I said, I didn't have much to add to what have you been playing, because... I've basically just been playing Remnant, Last of Us, and an American Truck Simulator. And Mm. I can't really say much about Last of Us without going into spoiler territory. Hmm. I think that there's plenty you could say, because for me, you only spoil it if you start talking narrative. Fair. But, like I said, I want to do a more comprehensive dive into it, so... I've got a question for you. Okay. So, like, <clears throat> when Uncharted 4 came out, people people loved it. They weren't so hot on the semi-open world parts. Uh, but then Lost Legacy, they felt that the they were able to hone it in even better. Um, given that they added, like, the jump button and the rope swinging and the uh, analog stealth going prone, crawling through grass and all that, does it feel... Does it feel fully refined and integrated, or do you think that this is more or less like a, a, one of their decent stepping stones? I think mechanically everything feels very well integrated. Okay. Like, I never, I, I will say, that uh, analog stealth system has cheated me and killed me a couple times. Okay. So... Um, I will say, because they added the semi-open world sections to this game mm-hmm. as well, those sections can get fucked. i felt that way since they announced it. I know a lot of people have really loved it, but I, no, I, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. The, the first time that happens, it is needless padding, and it is fucking irritating. That's what I'm worried about. Like... I feel like Last of Us is a type of stealth game that at best you could have a medium level. Yeah, but the, and that's that's part of the that's part of my issues with it because overall I love the game so far. I am definitely not in the camp of the people who are review bombing it on Metacritic. Well, yeah, but come on, we we know about that. Yeah, but that's. Part of my problem with the pacing, because those open world sections, you can go an hour without getting into combat. Yeah. Which really fucks with you when you get into combat again, because you don't develop those reflexes like in other games. You know, you don't develop that muscle memory for combat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Brain for making mean comment. 
you twat. Yeah, when I they... made I also made that comment. But the person I'm playing the game with made that comment. That you're bad at combat? That I'm bad at combat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I'm very... I should not say that it's kind of a moot point when you say this, but in games that are all combat, like Halo, you tend to get dead a lot. A lot, a lot. Well, yeah, I'm, so I'm sorry I can't play these games for eight hours a day like I used to. <laughs> no, dude, don't apologize. It makes me feel better when we finally burst each other online. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. Back in the day, I used to uh, be really good at these games, but that's because I got home from school yeah. and jumped on my Xbox. In all honesty, that's the reason I don't play shooter games. I've never been good at them. Yeah, I've never been good at them either. That's why I don't play them. I don't have the twitchy, monster-fueled reflexes anymore. Um, But any... Go ahead. Uh Oh, I was just going to say, like, KD ratio, Call of Duty type games. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I end matches with, uh, like, negative kills. Yeah, that's generally how my Call of Duty experience goes. Halo's a little better. Oh, I'm worse with Halo because, um, when you accidentally die, they they take away... Oh, yeah. Yeah. When, when you kill yourself, they take away one of your kills. I didn't want to say kill yourself because I'm not usually... I'm usually... It's an accident. <laughs> I mean, it still counts in the game as killing yourself. I know. If you I accidentally jump over that. the edge. Oh god, there's a cliff! Yeah. But anyway, uh, we're going to take a short break here. Uh, run some ads for some awesome other podcasts, and we'll be right back in just a moment. So, don't go anywhere. Hey everyone, it's Anton, host of the Discount Podcast. Look man, monies can suck a lot. The weekend's over, you gotta go back to work. Maybe you can't stand your coworkers, which is likely. Whatever the case may be, we can help you make your Monday just a little bit better. Check out our show, the Discount Podcast, where we talk about nonsense and anything and everything. It's always fun, it's not always politically correct, and it's just us. So tune in and let us make the start of your week not suck quite so much. Available wherever you can listen to podcasts. New episodes up every Monday. Discount Podcast, the DP. You didn't expect it, but you might like it. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real-life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wonder Soul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wonder Soul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wonder Soul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. And we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed those promos. Go check out those shows after you're done listening to this one. Good show. Uh, I don't know why that sounded so newsy but eh, whatever 90 percent of what you do what that's, you say does that's fair i should just start doing this podcast in this voice please oh, see i thought it because you were such a christian bale fan that you were being newsy i am unfamiliar with that movie are you a fan of huey lewis in the news oh <laughs> okay i've never actually seen uh American i don't think Psycho. huey lewis in the, no i was talking about newsies no, oh, I was thinking Huey Lewis in the news. Because it's hip to be square. Okay, anyway. The power of love. Wrong song. I know, but it's still Huey Lewis in the news. I know. Anyway, right. Light, you have so, stuff you want to talk about. Yeah, so Nintendo this week. Ugh. Nintendo. Yeah, I'm going to oh, start God. off with some of the good. So Nintendo announced that they're not going to do any more mobile games like um, no more like animal crossing or mario kart tour or whatever the hell super yeah, mario Jump so, or whatever yeah and and when they made that announcement everybody was praising them like they do because what it was is that their most successful mobile game 
has been Mario Kart Tour. And the story that's going around by Nintendo fans is that since Mario Kart Tour uses, you know, kind of predatory uh, classic mobile uh, financing. Predatory monetization. Monetization. There we go. Oh, twice. Uh, Good. And that because it does that, Nintendo doesn't like that. And so they don't want to rip off customers, which knowing Nintendo, does anybody believe that? Absolutely not. No. I think we I, I think we all agreed Nintendo is the most gamer friendly, consumer unfriendly of all three of them. What were you gonna say? I'm sorry. I don't remember. Okay. So but basically, the truth is that the Switch has actually far exceeded what they thought. They, they, they jumped into mobile because they needed extra revenue because the Wii U was dying. And the Switch has far succeeded their sales success uh, and projections. Um, and like stuff like Animal Crossing and all that has just done so well that they don't need to rely on mobile anymore so they don't have to continue trying to figure out how to monetize it and um that's a little sad because i think that their partnership with dna has actually produced some decent games even if i do agree the the actual pricing's been all over the place like mario run is a phenomenal game but the pricing is ridiculous having to pay ten dollars up front but yeah. then, like, Mario Kart Tour gets real annoying because it's all microtransactions, and I have not tried Fire Emblem or any of the others that they've done. So you haven't played Animal Crossing Pocket whatever the hell? I don't play Animal Crossing, period, so no, I haven't played Pocket Camp. But they are all genuine games. So the other reason that we know it's bullshit that they're like, oh, the way, it's, the way mobile's monetized is icky is because after that, now... Last week, we talked about how there was that direct that introduced Pokemon Snap. Right. And they did, you know, they did a little direct thing where they lumped Pokemon Snap, which I think is a pretty big announcement. They lumped it in with a bunch of other stuff. And then they were like, and next week we have a a, a totally different Pokemon announcement. So everybody's like, this one's going to be huge. Because if if they lumped Snap into this then whatever they're announcing next week is going to be amazing. It's going to be, I've said that it was going to be the Johto Let's Go. Right? Yeah. Other people thought that it'd be Gen 4 remakes or something like that. Turns out it's a thing called Pokemon Unite, which is to MOBA games what Minecraft Dungeons is to Diablo-style games. It's my first MOBA. Oh yeah, I saw that. yeah. Yeah. It's being developed in conjunction with our favorite company, Tencent. It's directed at kids, and it's free to start. Fuck. That's all. Just, just fuck. I just, yeah. What the fuck? I mean, dude, it's Tencent. Like... Exactly. <laughs> but they broke off their deal with DNA, where they were making legit games that may have been priced weird, but to do what's going to be a huge addictive money grab with Tencent. Hmm. Honestly, at this point, why are we even shocked? It is ridiculous and absurd. Do you um, see this? This is my surprised face. Yeah. And you no look one like can actually see that meme. Yeah. No one can actually see it because this is an audio medium, but just, just imagine a bearded ginger man doing the Pikachu face. I'd so rather go with the... Uh... The Captain Kirk. <laughs> oh yeah, that just just <gasps> no. Say it isn't so. But yeah, I wanted to. It was such a disappointment that I had to bring that up because last week it was everybody was pretty hype, and then it, it was only two days later before that hype died. Yeah, I I can I can safely say one because I fucking hate MOBA games. But also because I'm not playing a game that's free to start, because that clearly means it's pay to win. Mm-hmm. That's the um, problem. I don't mind that it's a MOBA game. I think that's cool. 
just like I think the concept of Minecraft Dungeons is cool. One of the things that Mars Minecraft Dungeons, though, <clears throat> is that it's actually held back by a lot of uh, mobile free-to-play ideas, even though it's not a free-to-play game. And it's oh, like, like some the, of those, some of those like mechanic chests. Yeah, some of the mechanics make it in there, and it's like since this is a full paid game, you just realize, oh, this just kind of blows as a mechanic. Yeah. But um, but in this case, no, they're they're literally addicting kids to MOBA, and then they're going to be sucking them dry. Yeah. Specifically um, sucking their parents dry, so it'll just be another Fortnite if it gets popular. Yeah. That that's the thing. This game could be DOA. And speaking of Fortnite, another ten cent company. Yeah. Um I got nothing nope, we're I'm not getting into the ten cent argument again. No, we don't have to. I'm gonna move on to my last little tiny news before we get into the the meat. So um meat and potatoes. There were some leaks. There were some leaks for Project Lockhart. Yeah, the Xbox all digital version. Yeah, but it's it's much much different. Um, potential concept art released. Uh, it's possibly fake, but it actually looks like a uh, a miniature version of the Series X. Yeah, it's 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 a GameCube. Um, so Lockhart is actually going to be. A four teraflop system. Hooray. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. That's weaker than the Xbox One X on paper, but because of the system architecture, it's, you know, better. Also, like a lot of people are disappointed by hearing that it's gonna be so weak, but but between the new architecture, the SSD and the CPU, which is the true bottleneck of current-gen consoles, um, in conjunction with the fact that, unlike the PlayStation all-digital console, Microsoft has their xCloud that's going to eventually be coming yeah. to this. Well, this is going to be more of a streaming box. I don't think it'll be held back as bad, but it is, it's real interesting to see because <clears throat> what it points at is that the the lower end console for Microsoft is going to be all about price. It seems yeah. like they're they're building this one so that they can have an aggressively cheaper next gen console. But see, that's gonna that's gonna cause the same issues in my mind that the Xbox Arcade caused when the 360 launched. Because you know they had like the two hundred dollar Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. But it didn't come with a hard drive, and nobody told these parents when they bought this console that they needed a hard drive to play half the fucking games in the Xbox library. Yeah, but for for at least the first year, it won't matter at all. And what I'm thinking, and I say that because <clears throat> all the games have to be built to also run on, you know, a base Xbox One. And Xbox right. One S. So, I don't know, that's something. For at least the first year, it won't matter. I think that they're going to use that first year to build up xCloud until the Xbox, we'll call it Series S, uh, is literally just a streaming device. Which brings on its own problems in my mind. Well, yeah, but it's still, it's interesting to see. Um, it's neat again, to see the different pathways that both companies are going with extremely yeah. simple hardware. Yeah. Um, I personally, I don't know why they wouldn't just, I don't know, put a new CPU in the Xbox One X and make that the lower end console, but whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, from what you just said, it almost seems like it, it would be better off just to buy a One X instead of the... Lockhart. Well, that's the thing, though, is even though it's even though it's less teraflops, with the new architecture and the new SSD, it will actually outperform the One X, even if you put the exact same games on them. Uh, fair enough. So that that's the only thing. But it is still weird 
that considering that for the Series X itself, like their entire marketing is how powerful it is. It is a little weird that they're choosing to go so weak with this one graphically. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they have their reasons and I will never know what they are. Yeah. Their event is this month. Uh, and I think that after the poor showing that they had, followed by how Sony handled theirs, I'm a little more excited for their July event. I I have something to say about that because we got a teaser for something that I'm stoked about from their July event. Is it the Halo thing? It's the Halo thing. You, you did bring it up last week. Did I bring up the, the little teaser where we are fighting the Banished? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I did. Never mind. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Fuck off. But that's all Speaking we can... Of... Yeah, good. I was going to say, speaking of things we're excited for, we got some new cyberpunk gameplay. Woo-woo! Boy, am I pumped about this. I love how everything we just said and the tone we said it in makes it sound like we are not pumped for this. It's just late. (laughs) (laughs) But no, what, they released like 40 minutes of game, or 20 minutes of gameplay to the public, and then there was like a four-hour demo or something. Everybody got four-hour demo, and the funniest thing is, is if you listen to a lot of them, uh, like if you listen to all of them, a vast majority of people kept talking about, I really wanted to get into character customization, but it was a hard limit four hours. They wouldn't let me customize my dong. Yeah, it wasn't that you got to, you didn't get to customize your character, then play for four hours. No, as soon as the controller was in your hand, the timer was ticking. So they didn't get a chance to play with the customization. Jesus, I can't wait. Well, to see people that did go through it. Now, I do want to say, uh, IGN and a few others did go through the options. Uh, one of the people for IGN who got to play runs their wiki, and so it's going to be their job to have to literally document all of this stuff when the game drops. That poor bastard. <laughs> Also, we did mention last week that the release date got pushed back again. And yeah. I, I, I want to point out, since it's dropping in November, there's a good chance that Cyberpunk drops after uh, the next-gen consoles. Yeah. So, But they, they've they already said it's it's going to be first on, like, PS4. Well, yeah, yeah. I just... That's interesting. The, yeah. I... <sighs> I know people are mad about the delays, and I, I'm just going to say it again. I'd rather have a game delayed than them release a crappy product. Yeah, every every uh, rational gamer knows that it's better to have a game delayed than a shit game come out. Yeah, because let's be honest. If Cyberpunk on launch was a glitchy, buggy mess because they rushed it, yeah, you yeah. saw the people are like, no, it's still good. But mo- like the entire market that was excited for it would be extremely disappointed. It would hurt the game. Yep. Yeah. And I, I mean, judging from the new gameplay, one, it's more of a sim, like an immersion sim, than a fucking RPG. Oh, I, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna tell you my favorite quote from some people about it being an immersive sim. But man, does it look pretty. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, shit! I cannot wait to immerse myself in this world for hours. <laughs> I I watched the full breakdown from Digital Foundry, and it was fun watching. Ugh. Well, lights audio just took a shit. Yeah, so we'll never know what it was fun on. watching. Hmm. Um, it was fun watching Digital Foundry geek out, trying to figure out. Uh, there were a couple like at first when they first saw the footage that was dropped they thought that it was stealthily next gen footage and then they ended up you know go pouring through pixel by pixel like they do because they're a bunch of nerds there and just wow. realizing like all the little tricks and tweaks that uh cd project red is doing in here and it is impressive yeah and oh man the the driving looks good yeah, I've I've heard mixed things from different people, but I like it. Uh, 
my favorite tidbit is if you're cool enough with your buddy, at any point you can you can pull out your gun and shoot while driving. If you're cool enough with your buddy, you can hop out the window and he'll take over the wheel. Handy. Yeah, super handy. Yeah, what's even cooler though is the idea that he could not trust you enough to not do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, fuck off. What are you doing? Also, the bit that everybody played, the four hours that they played, the mission that they played, even though they started with a little prologue and they looked at some other stuff like brain dance and whatnot, um, the actual mission that everybody played is the same mission that they showed off before. They did the little walkthrough for. Yeah. Except in that walkthrough, if you remember, they were like, uh, this could have gone differently. Imagine if we did blah, 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 blah. Like the narrator said that last year or whatever in that demo. Yeah. Um, this time, every reviewer that got to play it basically had that option to do it. Like there, the, the demo ended with a big boss battle last time. But apparently if you just turn to the right, right before the boss battle starts, there's a whole row of stuff that you can sneak behind and just go out the exit without ever dealing with the boss. Huh. Nice. There's also, there's also uh, the moment when you meet with the boss, you can tell him if it's a setup uh, before you ever meet with him, you can actually do some hacking that would make him uh, endeared toward you so you don't even fight him. Like, there's so many options of what you can and can't do. They also have a full hand-to-hand -hand combat system. It's... When this game drops, I, I feel like it's going to be everything I wanted from uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. It's funny you would say that. So my favorite quote that I've heard so far is somebody said this truly... It feels like an immersive sim. It feels like the true next-gen evolution of Deus Ex. And then they were like, and I just want to point out, I mean, the original Deus Ex. Yeah, not not whatever the hell Human Revolution and Mankind Divided were, but like the original. Which are great games, and they do have immersive sim elements, but they yeah. definitely don't have that same level of freedom that Deus Ex had. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially because in Human Revolution, it was so hard to do a stealth run of the game because the boss fights weren't. You couldn't didn't stealth, have stealth the boss fights. Yeah, they didn't have a stealth option. You like had to fight, so yeah. you put all your points into non-lethal shit, and then you have to fight with guns. It's basically like handing a toddler an AK. Yep. Yeah. This game sounds amazing. Um, When it comes to character customization, there's not sliders. You don't have that level of customization. You pick through presets. But... There's apparently just an ass load of presets to pick. So and you're going to find something you like. Yeah, and since Control brought up genitals, to, uh, you pick your body style. Because I brought up the dong. Yeah, well, I got to bring it up, man. You, you, you pick your body style, male or female. Then you pick your voice, which can be either one. Then you can choose whether they have nipples or genitals at all. Both of those are separate. And then once you pick which genitals you have or don't have, uh, you then can pick the look of them. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so character customization goes deep. Apparently, like, the hair options are endless and very good. Uh, you know those little markings that the uh, we've seen the protagonist have yeah. on their face? You, that's like, you can pick through a whole list of those. It seems grandiosely ambitious uh, to the point that some people are even worried that maybe CD Projekt Red can't handle it. Interesting. I can kind of see the, uh, the worry. I could understand. Mm -hmm. I would hope that they could. You know, I have faith they didn't in get overzealous. Yeah, I have faith in them, but it does seem like a very big game. I um, yeah, it it almost seems uh, when GTA Five dropped on PS3 and 360, 
there were a lot of people because it came out after the new consoles. It came out in December of 2013. Um, and it seemed it was like, uh, oh, next gen can wait. Like it was like, wow, they managed to squeeze all this. Out. I think that Cyberpunk is that game for this generation. It's going to be that game where it's like, wow, this is what we've been waiting for all gen. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I mean, excited to. S- good. I'm excited to see where they go with cyberpunk. I hope that it opens up more immersive sims because the immersive sim is slowly been coming back, but it seems like everybody's like kind of tiptoeing the water. You know, we got Deus Ex, but it's not like there was uh, the, the, the mine, the proximity mine uh, exploit in any of those. Like in the original Deus Ex, it turned out that the if you put the proximity mines on the wall, you, you could use them as steps and just climb over buildings. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Cyberpunk seems like that kind of game. Like the the right person is going to figure it out. I think like Breath of the Wild and stuff. Like this will be a game where people figure shit out, and I hope that it opens up the door to more true immersive things because that is always my type of game. Yeah, for sure. But uh, with that, I think that's a good uh, wrapping up point for the day. Cool, cool. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, We hope you enjoyed the episode. Go check out those awesome shows we had in the uh, promo reel. And also, you know, if you want, if this is your first time listening, you want more content, uh, go to our back catalog. We have a bunch of good episodes there, too. Listen to them all. (laughs) And yeah. like them all. Or don't. Love Get the algorithm to start suggesting it to other people. We crave your love and affection. Why won't you love me, Dad? Whoa. <laughs> all right. Well, bye, everybody. <laughs> we, we have to have group therapy now, so. Bye. <laughs>